What's up gamers and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer, and you have just entered my captain's quarters, my weekly gaming update show where I talk about my favorite gaming news topic of the past week, discuss what games I've been playing, give tips on some of those games, as well as issue a weekly relevant gaming related decree. This week, let's dive right into the episode and talk about MLB 21 and my news Catch of the week. Gamers, it's just about that time of year again where baseball season is about to go into full swing, starting with spring training, and always around that same time of year. Obviously, from the video game standpoint of things, we get a new iteration of many different franchises that are out there right now. You have RBI Baseball, you have MLB The Show, you have Super Mega Baseball, but really, I would say that the only real, true simulation baseball title we have has been MLB The Show. And for all these years, dating all the way back until 1997, when the first MLB title came out, MLB 98, developed by 989 Studios, we have only been able to play these games on a PlayStation console. Now, I will say, kind of going back in the day for myself... MLB was always my favorite franchise on the PlayStation 1, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I enjoyed Triple Play Baseball by EA, but MLB was always the franchise that I looked forward to playing every year for probably about three or four years until the PS2 uh, came out, and really MVP Baseball kind of took over my baseball gaming life at that time. But MLB The Show came out in the mid to late 2000s and really surprised everyone uh, with the attention to detail. The graphics have always been a high bar set and, and exceeded, really, in my opinion, in every game uh, successively year in and year out. And the Road to the Show mode was always a very lauded piece of the MLB The Show pie. And we finally... Finally, this year, for the first time ever, get to experience the MLB The Show franchise on an Xbox console. So I'm sure you've possibly seen the news at this point, but I got to talk about it because for me, it's very exciting uh, being a fan of the series. Now, I will say that during the PS4 era, I did end up purchasing and playing and really enjoying MLB 19 The Show, uh, but I did not follow that series as much as I would have liked over the years because the Xbox is my favorite console. So the fact that we actually get to play the MLB franchise now on Xbox is amazing to me. Uh, it's just a testament to how the industry, in my opinion, has grown uh, as far as the fact that we can all start to seemingly play together. And that is none so more so evident than now, not just with the fact that this game is releasing on the Xbox consoles, but the fact that there is cross-platform play with this new title, meaning that, yes, me on an Xbox can play Logan Phoenix from Graveyard Gamer on a PS4 or a PS5. Cross-platform play, guys. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I am very excited about that. I think that's huge, and it just shows the progression that we've made as gamers, as an industry. So a big thing with MLB and any sports title year in and year out is always who the cover athlete's going to be. So when they announced and confirmed what we have kind of speculated for the last year or so now, uh, that MLB was going to come to Xbox consoles, they also announced the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres is going to be the cover athlete for this 
entry in the storied franchise. And it's actually a really cool cover, good color scheme, has him looking really cool, throwing a tossing a bat to the side, presumably after cranking out a home run. So definitely cool stuff. Uh, we got a release date, April 20th. Uh, absolutely cannot wait. Obviously, if you are a fan of the franchise, all of the returning game modes that you love are going to be coming back, uh, like Road to the Show, Diamond Dynasty, Franchise, and March to October. Now, if you've never played an MLB game to know what those are, Road to the Show is basically where you create your player and you go through the farm system and work your way through 2A, AAA, and get caught up to a major league ball club and play throughout your career there. Now, franchise is what you would think. It's just basically a typical franchise mode. You choose your favorite team of the MLB and play through a career as kind of like the GM handling front office transactions and maybe moving different trades and things like that around. March to October is one of the most unique gameplay modes in the MLB franchise and that basically it takes you very kind of on a cliff notes version of a season and you have these high points where you go to certain games and every game you have a certain challenge that you have to beat and I've talked about these before in my previous captain's quarters when I was playing MLB 19 actually uh, and testing out the March to October mode. Uh, basically you say you start out a game at the seventh inning and the pitcher at that point has pitched a shutout on your team and you have to close out the game with the shutout or even if it's a no hitter, uh, which is very hard to be honest. I'm just putting it out there. But the bottom line is that's what you can expect from uh, March to October. Uh, the first time ever, uh, as I stated, it's going to be cross-platform play between PS4 and PS5, Xbox and PlayStation, and you're going to have pro a cross-progression uh, on whichever platform or generation that you play on as well. So that is also pretty amazing. Uh, and what that means is, say if you're playing on a PS4 and you get MLB 21, you progress in your franchise mode or road to the show mode, and you finally get your hands on a PS5. Once you get the PS5, you can then carry over your progress from that franchise or road to the show mode into the PS5 version of the game. Now, as of this time, it looks as if there are no plans to uh, have a free upgrade from version to version as far as PS4 to PS5. So you would have to purchase the PS5 version in addition to that PS4 version that you may have had. So that was very interesting to me as well. Only a few games so far have not opted for the free upgrade from generation to generation. Now, Sony also announced uh, that there was going to be a feature premiere, six feature premieres, uh, which are going to be starting in March. And what these are are basically highlights of different gameplay aspects of MLB 21 and features that the developers are going to be showing off. So I'm very excited to see what these are uh, in each episode. I'm sure we'll have some really cool stuff for us to look at. Can't wait to see what the visuals look like on next-gen consoles in motion and action. And there's also, of course, multiple editions of this game that you can purchase. You, you obviously have your standard edition, just the base game itself. And the other big reveal, not just Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, on the cover, but also on the different Jackie Robinson editions of the game. Obviously, you have Jackie Robinson, uh, absolute uh, hero of the game. He is going to be on the cover of his own edition. Now, with the Jackie Robinson edition, you get the game. You do get that next-gen upgrade access. And for the retail version or uh, actual hard copy of the game, you get a limited edition steelbook and four days early access 
and a ton of DLC that you can use in the game. Uh, for example, like a bunch of variety pack unlocks and stubs for purchasing in-game uh, game items. Stubs are basically the currency uh, in these games. Now, the digital deluxe edition, you get the current and next-gen access and the same DLC as mentioned before. You just get more of each item. And the Jackie Robinson Deluxe Edition is the same as the D Digital Deluxe Edition, but with the physical version of this, you actually get the Steelbook case and a ball cap with this year's logo on it. So I got to say, I'm very excited uh, to get my hands on this game. I can't wait. Uh, the early access is cool if you get that version. So uh, I can't wait to take this game for a spin on an Xbox uh, Series X to be specific, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I really hope that you guys out there, your baseball fans, MLB fans, uh, maybe we can meet up and uh, play some games on cross-platform or even on the same platform. So looking forward to that. That is my catch of the week. Now let's go check in and see what I've been playing this past week in my captain's log. Gamers, this past week, I have been finishing up my time playing through the two bonus DLC missions for Hitman 2, Golden Handshake taking place in the bank in New York, and uh, Haven Island, which is a resort island that you get to explore and take out your targets and do your business there. And I got to say, I absolutely loved both of these missions. Uh, the fact that they were not in the actual base game uh, is insane because they were that good. They were on that level, and they were two of my favorite levels of all time, honestly, in all of Hitman. Uh, they were just extremely well done, and definitely I highly recommend anybody who has not yet tried out that DLC uh, or that expansion pass uh, to definitely jump on that for Hitman 2 because these missions are worth playing if you're a big Hitman fan. Uh, Hitman 2, I just actually released a review for that uh, this past week. So if you want to check out my detailed thoughts on the game, definitely check out my review. Next up, I ended up playing this past week was also two more games in my, my career mode in NBA 2K21. Very slow moving in that career this year compared to NBA 2K20. But uh, this year, I feel like I got a lot more going on gaming-wise at the same time than I did, uh, at least initially, when I started playing NBA 2K20. But NBA 2K21, still loving the franchise, uh, still loving this game specifically, uh, the story and the my career and where I'm at. I've only played 13 games into the season, uh, but I'm definitely enjoying what's happening in it so far and loving my time when I do pick up the game. One of really only the major releases this past week that came out was Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that I'm a big fan of werewolves in general and just that lore behind the creature the movies from Universal Studios. Uh, bottom line is we finally got the release of this game this past week developed by Cyanide and I was pretty amped to get into it. Uh, ultimately, I have played about an hour and a half into the game and I will be honest, as always, with you gamers out there, uh, this game is... It is not where exactly I would like it to be. It's not horrible so far uh, from what I've played, but there is a very average feeling to it uh, between the graphics the controls the gameplay the visuals uh within the environments and the character models and uh, I, to be honest with you i want to say that i feel like it's like a 360 ps3 generation game is the way it feels to me visually yes it, it looks a little better but overall i would say that that's the best way i can think of to compare it 
to something else right now as far as the quality of where it's at. And not to say that the 360 PS3 generation was a, a poor quality generation by any means. I'm just saying that in this day and age, uh, it just it feels very average compared to other games that are out there that we've been playing in these last few years and coming out of the Xbox One and PS4 generations. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed so far. Like I'm enjoying the story that's going on and I like what I see is trying to be done and presented here. And it's not unplayable. I just want to stress that it's not unplayable. Uh, not at this point. But there's just been some rocky issues with the combat on my end. And uh, again, I can tell just some of the production values maybe were not there to support a top-of-the-line voice cast and uh, also some better refinement of uh, some QA, some quality assurance for the controls in some areas. But bottom line is, uh, it's it's... I'm not giving up on it yet, so I will continue to let you know how my journey in Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood uh, happens as I come to each week, uh, the captain's log in my captain's quarters here. So uh, the final game that I did play this past week that I was kind of shocked that I ended up playing it, it's called Outbreak the Nightmare Chronicles. And if you've never heard of this series, it's actually a series of games. Uh, the Outbreak was the initial game. And then there's been quite a few of them since then. Outbreak Ap- Epidemic, Outbreak Lost Hope, Outbreak The Nightmare Chronicles. And I ended up seeing on the Xbox store a few weeks ago that they were up for pre-order. And I'm like, wait a minute, these games have been out for a while. Why are they up for pre-order? Looking into it a little bit, they optimized these games for Series X and Series S. And essentially these are coined as the definitive editions of these respective games. So I decided, you know what? It's only 12 bucks. I've always been curious about trying these games out. Never pulled the plug. I'm going to go ahead and take a shot and, and try them out. So I'll try out the one and see what it looks like. So I tried out the Nightmare Chronicles. From the description and what I'd seen, it seemed like it would be the one that I was most interested in. And I got to tell you, gamers, I am not disappointed with purchasing this game and trying out this series. I am now a new fan of the Outbreak series. Now, what it is, it's actually a series that's an indie developed game by one developer who did all this and it's amazing uh but the fact is is it's i would compare it to another game i loved last year daymare 1998 that game was specifically a love letter to resident evil 2 and old 90s survival horror style gameplay well outbreak is no different this specific game uh, the nightmare chronicles is an homage directly to the original resident evil game it takes place in an isolated manor out in the woods it has an underground research lab beneath that manor uh, and just the storyline itself it's very very reminiscent of that original resident evil game but it pays homage to it it's not as if it's trying to be uh, you know biting off of what resident evil did per se uh, but it's very very enjoyable if you like that style of gameplay it still kind of controls not pure tank controls, but there is some aspect of those tank controls back in the day, like old school Resident Evil, Tomb Raider, those kinds of games. So there's a little bit of that still there. Uh, fixed camera angles. But I got to tell you, the graphics are actually pretty decent. And the story itself and the environments, uh, they're actually pretty interesting and fun to explore and, and look around. Um, the puzzles are pretty fun. So I've, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the game, this game specifically, The Nightmare Chronicles, it was split into four chapters. Uh, each chapter took me, I would say, an average of about two hours. So when it was all said and done, you can spend less than 10 hours 
and complete the story campaign in this game. And there's also a battle mode that is an addendum to the campaign. That's essentially what it probably sounds like to you, where you go through the same maps of the mansion and you pretty much have to survive from point A to B with the ammo and healing items provided. So I played through that. It was, uh, it was pretty fun. But at the end of the day, campaigns, story modes, uh, that's usually where my bread and butter is. So I thoroughly enjoyed it, though, at the end of the day. So if you're a huge fan of Resident Evil and that old school 90s style survival horror, definitely check it out. Um, it doesn't cost too much. It won't take up too much of your time. And it itself is a pretty good time. So that was what I've been up to this past week in my captain's log. Now let's go see what my highlight of the week was. Gamers, this past week, there was a lot of moments that I could think of that I could put as my highlight of the week, but really for me, it came down to this. Realizing that Outbreak is a series that I want to just dive headfirst into. You know, there's been a while now that I've looked into these games and considered them for purchase, as I had stated earlier. And for me to finally make that decision and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm so glad that I did, because... I'm sure you've been there before where you've been kind of apprehensive of potentially trying out a different new series or uh, even if it's just a specific game and you finally take the plunge and you end up loving it and question, why did I not do this sooner? It's always a good feeling when you find something that you're really into like that. And I've just always loved this style of game uh, ever since the original Resident Evil back in 98, 99, when I first got my hands on it. It's just something about this style of gameplay, even though it's the same similar story to the original Resident Evil, I, I just, I love it. I eat it up and I just could not stop playing it. I had Werewolf Earthblood sitting there, brand new game, and I have other games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and here I am just loving, loving Outbreak the Nightmare Chronicles. And the cool thing about it too is a lot of times when you find these indie games that are actually really fun and just kind of right within your personal wheelhouse... A lot of times they're within a moderate to shorter length. So in this case, it was eight hours or so, seven or eight hours roughly that I finished it. And it was a great time. Now, honestly, that's always a plus too. Anytime you can find a great experience in a tight package and just kind of move on from it, I think that's also a plus too. So that, that definitely helped uh, make the moment that much more resonating with me is the fact that I was able to get in, get out, really enjoy my time with it, find a brand new franchise that I, hey, I do want to continue with this franchise, maybe not jump right into the next one right away, but at least I know now, yes, I do want to continue with the Outbreak series, and if I have a, a slight day or two where I can just kind of play through something real quick or have a little side piece here or there, the Outbreak series will be there for me. Now let's go check in with some buried treasure gaming tips I have for you this week in Hitman 2. Gamers, this week it is back to Hitman 2, and I do have a nice strategy I want to share with you. At least, this is how it worked for me. Getting into the vault in the Golden Handshake DLC mission of Hitman 2. Now, ultimately, the vault, getting in there and getting the items that you need from it is your main objective, ultimately, next to your target within the bank mission. And what you're going to have to do is you want to start out immediately by choosing at your loadout option screen... You got to bring the lockpick with you and you got to make sure that you have it on you so you don't have to go searching for it, the emetic poison. 
Make sure you have those two items with you in your loadout. Or you can find some rat poison before you go to the vault area. Just make sure you have that in your inventory if you'd prefer not to take the emetic poison with you or if you haven't unlocked it as an option yet. But make sure you have those two items. Once you have those two items in your inventory, disguise yourself as a security guard and you're going to sneak past the guards that are in the office facing the vault. Now, once you come around the backside of that office, there's an employee lounge that has a TV on the wall. You're going to want to walk into the room, turn the TV on. It's going to draw the two guards in from the office into that room, and they're just going to stand there and start watching TV. And that's going to hold their interest and their attention indefinitely at this point. Now, walk past them into the office because you can just stroll right in there because you're disguised as a security guard yourself. And you're going to see a safe on the wall. Now, it's locked, but because you have that lockpick, you can open it with your lockpick. And inside is a vault activation key. Take the key. Now you're going to exit the way that you came in through that lounge area with the TV back out into the hallway. But instead of going back towards the vault where you entered, there's going to be a hallway leading to a garage that has an air conditioning unit against the wall. Now you're going to go to that air conditioning unit and you can interact with it and dump that rat poison or emetic poison into the AC unit. Now, the reason I stress emetic poison, you can use lethal poison. Now, if you don't mind killing them or going uh, all crazy and rogue, Go for it. But for me, I was trying to go for Silent Assassin rating, only kill the targets, etc., etc. Plus, it's kind of funny to me, using a medic, if you don't know what I mean, is when they take something or drink or eat something or breathe it, they have to go to the bathroom. So, as you can imagine, once you put the emetic poison into the air conditioning unit, now you're going to go back outside the doorway leading into that lounge or the TV. And on the wall next to the doorway there is going to be a thermostat control panel. Interact with that to turn on the AC. Now, you get to walk around the front side of the office, which has this giant panoramic glass window that you can sit there and watch as the green gas pumps into the security room. Very quickly, all the security guards start grabbing their stomachs and complaining of cramps and having to go to the bathroom. And you will see them file out one by one out of the vault, out of the vault area, and out of your line of sight. Now, once you wait for all of them to leave, go into the office, use that key you got out of the safe on the wall and use it on the vault control panel. Once you follow the subsequent steps, voila, you'll be in the vault, grab the data hard drive that you need for the mission. And if you've already taken out the target, which I would recommend here, before you go to the vault area and do all this, you can actually just walk right out of the vault to the left, around the corner, to that garage, and right there next to the air conditioning unit is an armored truck. And you can just hop in the armored truck and exit the mission. Boom. Mission completed. Loved it. Absolute blast. Great time. Thought I'd share it with you guys. Now, let's go see what my weekly captain's decree is. Gamers, this week I was talking about Werewolf the Apocalypse and how much I love the werewolf lore and werewolf movies from Universal Studios and you think about the fact that Werewolf the Apocalypse, that game is set in the World of Darkness uh, universe, which also is part of Vampire the Masquerade, which is another game or two game titles actually on the way. So you think about that. Werewolves, vampires. To me, it got me thinking about, again, those movies, the Universal Studios movies from back in the day. And not only did they have the Wolfman, they had Dracula, but they had my favorites which was The Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
And it got me thinking, you know what? How awesome would it be to have a creature from the Black Lagoon game? And that's what I'm here to decree is we need a creature from the Black Lagoon game. And here's the here's the catch. If you guys aren't aware of what Creature of the Black Lagoon is or what the story synopsis is, essentially it's about a ancient creature who's been living all these years in a, the Black Lagoon, which is kind of an offshoot of the Amazon River. And uh, essentially this team of scientists were on an expedition because they were looking for this lost species of presumed uh, animal or humanoid animal. But they found a fossil of it. It was a fossil of the, the hand of the creature or the creature's uh, species. And so they get some funding for an expedition to go seek out any other answers as to what was this creature the hand belonged to. And once they find the Black Lagoon and they get in there, the creature kind of stalks them and takes out different members of the crew one by one. Uh, uh, eventually he becomes enamored with the one female on the expedition. Uh, Kay is her name. And essentially, it's, it becomes about him trying to get to Kay and take her back to his cave. Uh, so that's essentially how the synopsis of the story goes. I won't close out the ending for you, just in case you want to check out the movie and see it for yourself. But it's always been really my favorite of the Universal Studios movies, that original black and white creature from the Black Lagoon. And I thought up of some cool ideas, I think, or design ideas that if the right developer got a hold of it, it could come out as a cool game. So obviously, I think it should be a single-player, story-driven, survival horror-esque game. You got one campaign with two playable characters. Each character's campaign piece is roughly 15 hours long, so you get about 30 hours total of gameplay. And I feel like it should be done kind of similarly to The Last of Us Part Two, how it had one campaign but two protagonists. And each one has kind of a stopping point of their story. Now, the catch is, at this stopping point... You decide, as the player, which character's story arc that you want to make the canon ending of the game. And you're going to end up playing the final act of the game as that character. Now, the final acts of each character would be completely different from each other. But the big deal here is you have the one playable character of K, who's the female lead of the film. And the other playable character is going to be the creature himself. Now, obviously, they're going to have two totally different gameplay styles. Kay, she's going to be similar in my mind to more of the recent Tomb Raider or Uncharted-style gameplay, uh, exploration, swimming in the Amazon River, and eventually that Black Lagoon, searching and finding ancient artifacts that are tied to the creature species. And there'll be sequences where she's on land and they stumble across old temples in the jungle that have been lost and beings that... Her main objective in this story here is to find lost artifacts and potentially fossils of this lost species. It makes sense to me from a gameplay standpoint, and it just serves itself well. Uh, I, I think it would just be a lot of fun to explore these areas in and around the Black Lagoon of the Amazon, uh, finding out history of the creature and his species. Now, there's going to be ultimately a kind of a periodic closure to each character sequence. It's going to be separated as days. Uh, very much, again, akin to that Last of Us Part Two style. And at the end of each day, that culmination is going to be when you play as K, and you're going to be stalked by the creature, whether it's on land or while you're out swimming in the lagoon. And this is kind of where that survival horror aspect is going to come into play. Now, the end goal of each night as K is to get away from the creature with, you know, multiple means of escape being available to you. Now, 
that's going to be whether it's escaping the creature in the water as you're exploring the lagoon, as he is going to attack you as you're exploring and swimming around on land and in the temples. So say you're exploring a, a dark, dank temple and there's just pure silence except for the echo around you and you lose track of your other expedition mates and you hear weird sounds and ultimately it's the creature and you as the player know it's the creature and you're trying to get away pretty much the whole time in these different sequences. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Swimming, uh, again, to kind of give specific uh, explanation of what those sequences would be like. You're sitting there trying to get back to the boat, maybe a button mashing sequence or uh, something of that matter. It, It would be more fleshed out than what I can tell you right here, but these are just the basic ideas that I think would make for for some fun moments. And the other night would be where you're on the boat and you're awakened by the creature standing over you, and then you have to escape the ship. And these essentially would be the three different forms of closure to each night. Uh, The swimming piece, the temple piece, and the boat piece. So playing as the creature would be completely different than K. That that kind of seals the deal for K's side of the campaign. But for the creature, it would be completely different. Uh, I also would love to be able to go back uh, years, centuries, when the creature himself was younger or there were other creatures maybe still around like him and kind of live out those early years and really get an understanding of what this species was and what happened to them to where he is the last creature, presumably. And ultimately lead up to his obsession uh, with Kay. Now, you get to see things from his perspective, obviously. You're going to start the sequence living life as normal, uh, doing your normal daily routine as the creature, and he's going to end up happening upon the expedition. And as the player, you'll investigate, and the creature eventually discovers Kay, and then he becomes enamored with her, and the end goal for you as the creature is to get Kay. And on those three same successive nights, You'll have those attempts, as I mentioned previously, where you control the creature. You'll stalk the passengers on the ship that was used to infiltrate your home. You're going to take out any who get in your way, getting you closer and closer to K. Uh, Attempting in the lagoon's waters, on land, all those different areas. You control those sequences. So the water in the lagoon, when you're K, you're swimming away from the creature. When you're the creature, you're trying to swim after her. When you're in the temples, you're sneaking around using kind of stealth sequence Uh, gameplay mechanics trying to get 2k but at the same time you also have to take out different expedition members that get in your way on the boat as you're making your way to k sleeping in her cabin and in the temple and that's why she can't find any of her crewmates as she's exploring those temples and it just oh I'm, i'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it i'm sorry i'm just really excited the other cool thing I thought of that could be really cool for this would be on the boat, say that specific night, you could choose as the player how you wanted to approach it, whether you just wanted to kind of be put yourself out there and be aggressive and loud and let the crewmates know you're there and everybody's kind of running around trying to stop you, or you could try to go at it from a stealth perspective and sneak through and really kind of just play on the fear of the crewmates as one by one they recognize and realize that their fellow crewmates are disappearing around them. Uh, I think that would be actually really cool too. And ultimately, you know, the effects of how you handle this, they'll be seen in the K missions as well. So effects that you have on the crew and how many you take out and whether you approach it stealthily and say the boat is night one and you go through the boat and you take out two or three of the guys before she wakes up and you get to her or 
say that they don't even realize that it's you. It's just a shadow she sees, and you can jump back in the water before being attacked or before anybody sees you. The next day is K, you'll be kind of wondering what happened. But if you're aggressive as the creature, she'll know exactly what happened. So just different things like that. I think it seems like a lot of fun, and uh, I personally would definitely love to play this game. So that'll be my captain's decree this week. We need a creature from the Black Lagoon game. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by searching for Hulking Yoda on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. Reach out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com or find me on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.